Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. How confident are you when it comes to life's biggest money decisions? What is real financial peace and how can you get it? Chris Flaming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. They bring together the brightest minds to show you how to have a more confident financial future. They empower listeners with common sense concepts and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts, LPF Advisors. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here, Chris Flamin, as always. And just as a reminder, the information that we're providing today is our opinion and not necessarily that of our firm or the platform. Nothing shall be construed as financial tax or legal advice, and it's purely educational. You should consult with your specific financial tax or legal advisors on your specific situation if you have questions particular to you. So today I have the pleasure of welcoming welcoming Sylvia Nazar to the show. She is a partner at Friedman Huey, an Illinois-based firm of CPAs that don't fit the mold in a good way. So maybe she can explain that. Sylvia, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So you have kind of you have an interesting history, interesting background. Maybe you can start there. Maybe take me through what led you to where you are today. Absolutely. So everyone can hear my lovely accent. I was born and raised in Poland, and I always uh, knew that I wanted to be accountant because I went to accounting high school in Poland. Mm. Uh, my grandparents were accountants as well, so I always enjoyed that consulting side, but also numbers. Uh, you don't have to be good with math uh, to be a good accountant. It's all about the structure and uh, repetition of some of the items or just knowing um, where to look and what to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started my public accounting career over 20 years ago and preparing the return, the tax return, it's something that I enjoy, but I really uh, got into advising and consulting with the clients because looking at the tax return is something that you look back and there is nothing I can change. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be there for them and looking forward what they want to achieve, what their, what are their financial goals and how they're can structure everything on the finance side and also take advantages of the tax benefits that are available to them. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, being able to be proactive, looking forward and, you know, saying, I can see this is going to be a problem down the road. There's some things that we can do about it now, rather than having to say, what was me? We should have done that. And now we have a big tax problem. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's important. So if you could maybe go back in time and give the younger you some advice, something you know now, you wish you knew when you started out, um, what do you think that would be? Based on my experience, I always tell everyone, try everything. You never know okay. what will be useful for you. So mm-hmm. when I, in the earlier career, I really said yes to every opportunity that came to me in the sense that if uh, they needed something on the added side, uh, I went there just to understand the process of it. Uh, if mm-hmm. there was anything specific for the different client and I had time available, I did some research to help the team and those small steps will pay off in later because you never know if you're going to have the same situation on your client mm-hmm. and then you can base it on your experience. Okay. Uh, everything that you do, if someone is, <clears throat> let's say at school and they don't really know what, what to do, I totally would encourage them to take advantage of things that maybe um, their friends or mm-hmm. um, their network can offer. Prior to during the school, when I was uh, trying to get my accounting degree, I was 
insurance agent. Mm. I uh, did a little bit of mortgages. And mm. even though it doesn't apply to my everyday job, I know enough to be dangerous to maybe guide the clients or ask them specific questions and point them to the experts if they need some help. Uh, so if you know, in the financial space and tax space, we do address insurance mm-hmm. um, needs. We also address mortgage needs when mm-hmm. they need to buy something or maybe they need to refinance or maybe mm-hmm. we can structure it so they can get some tax benefit out of the uh, interest expense. Mm-hmm. So everything paid off in my experience. So go after everything, say no to anything that you can as long as it's not too much. Right. Uh, you need to know when to say no. But I would be, uh, I would encourage bravery and trying different things because you never know when you're going to use it. Okay, I like that bravery and trying new things. That's good. That's a good. That's a good motto. So, how did you come to then choose kind of your focus or specialties that the ones that you serve in your firm? I know you work with high net worth individuals, prime client services. Were those specific experiences that you had or was those things you just developed an interest in because of the puzzle that that stuff is? Right. Um, yes, I think uh, this is exactly what you said, the puzzle and the complexity of the situation, because mm. it's you specialize in one way, but also you need to know a little bit about other things like estate mm. planning and trust and um, foundations. And that was actually uh, really something interesting to see how different uh, aspects of the finance side and tax side are affecting a family or multi-generational family. Mm. Um, it, and it, it, I was always driven to that in a sense, how, what can we do, what pieces we can move here and there to achieve that financial goal or just to help them where they want to be. And also what I like, I really like working with other professionals so teaming up and collaborating and learning from from each other and just coming to it's really satisfying to see that someone achieved their goal or there are results that we established maybe two or three years before. Mm-hmm. And now you can see the fruits of that hard work, teamwork and collaboration. Um, yeah. That's something that gives me a lot of um, satisfaction. Yeah, good outcomes for the clients that came from the right people working on it. OK, so that kind of leads into my next question. Could Do you have an ideal client or maybe describe an ideal client that you enjoy working with? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times when, you, when I ask this question, I always say it's not that simple because- <laughs> it, uh, it depends. Right? It depends. Yeah. And I know that everyone hates that answer. That's an I'm attorney really, answer. That's an attorney a, answer, so yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give some examples. Usually- uh, with the, in the high net worth or ultra high net worth uh, space, um, you have to have some kind of complexity mm-hmm. to uh, take advantage of my experience. So mm-hmm. we, I want to make sure that I'm going to bring value to the to your engagement. If it's very simple, there is not much I can do. There, mm-hmm. there not there will be no tax planning ideas. There maybe there is no need to co- collaborate with other professionals. Mm-hmm. So I always say that if you need a just regular doctor for your annual checkup. I'm not the person to come in. But if you need an expert, a heart expert or brain expert, this is this, this is something that I would like to be part of because mm-hmm. there is some complexity. There is some staging. There is some planning, long-term planning that we have to do. And uh, it's possible that maybe you're in that, you know, 15 million and up worth space, but also you may be in a million dollar net worth space, but you're going to have a transaction down the road that's going to put you over yeah. that 10, 15 million uh, threshold mm-hmm. when your complex tax complexity is going to occur and you 
you will need some help. So earlier years are going to give us opportunity to get to know each other and understand what financial goals you want to achieve. And then once that event happens, then we can put in place things that we were discussing over the the, the, the few years. Okay. So it could be two different things. It could be someone who has this opportunity to grow in the future through either the transaction or inheritance, or mm-hmm. someone who already has that net worth that has some complexity and they need that expert. Okay. All right. So then w- along those lines, um, you talked about maybe being a specialist rather than a general, the generalist from a physician standpoint. So is there a misconception that people have that about maybe what you can do or what you do for them? You know, sometimes they, they want someone to come in and they have this big problem that's been created and they just want you to fix it. <laughs> just wave a wand and what you, it's fixed. But uh, is that is that something you run into or a common mis- misconception or maybe what is the biggest one you you face when working with people? Well, sometimes it's just a mismatch. Um, mm. They think that they need someone, but sometimes just going over the tax return uh, with them and pointing out things that maybe I would do, mm. but really they don't need my service. I always provide it to my uh, business partners, attorneys mm. or financial advisors, because they don't know if there needs to be a change of that content. Maybe they are not getting some kind of service, but and they talk to their friends and they say, yeah. oh, I talk to this guy all the time. I think our culture, we don't share tax returns between the friends and family members. So it's always something that's a secret. And because someone is saying something doesn't mean that it applies to you. And Mm. uh, sometimes people are uneasy and say, okay, maybe I'm leaving something on the table or maybe I need to change my accountant. Mm. I'm more than happy to review the return and provide that feedback in a sense. No, you're doing fine. The person who is preparing your return is fine. There is nothing that needs to be done. Mm. So... And that reassurance helps them, okay, I'm good where I am to be. And then Mm -hmm. maybe I can give them an advice on if something happens, for example, uh, situation A, B, and C, then maybe you need to look for someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when someone does work with you and you agree that that, there's a match there, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe talk a little bit about uh, your process or, you know, what steps you take with them. Right. So we believe in the long-term relationships with our clients and really being a handholder or quarterbacks of their arrangements. Mm. So what that means is that the tax return is part of the process. Everyone needs to file it, but there are things along the way throughout the year that um, we need to connect on. So mm. a lot of ultra wealth or high net worth individuals um, have to pay estimated payments. Mm-hmm. So it's a quarterly payment that they need to make because they have this income that is generated that doesn't have any tax withholdings, but the IRS would like to have the payments throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the connection is there every quarter. And then that gives me opportunity to see how the year is going, what's going Mm -hmm. on. Because, you know, the life goes by so fast. And even within three months, there could be some life-changing events or maybe situations that someone brought up to their attention and they just want to have some guidance. So usually the typical client connection or um, touch base is few times during the year. And we prepare the return, collect the information, ask questions along the way. When the return is filed, we would like to um, have year-end planning or maybe after the tax return call just Mm -hmm. to go over it and see what was the difference between the prior year and the current year. Mm -hmm. Where do we think we're going to be next year or maybe Mm -hmm. uh, in the next two, three years? And you probably know too, 
a lot of times our partners want to have a cash flow analysis in a sense, what would be needed for the future taxes, let's say for the next 12 months. So you can plan accordingly to your clients uh, when it comes to the investment, how much and, and things like that. So I truly believe that you have to provide a, a excellent service, but also you have to educate along the way in a sense that it's overwhelming and they're bombarded mm -hmm. with different things. They talk to different people. Everyone is throwing different tax ideas. Right. They need to know uh, what's their tax position and what, what things we're looking at and what doesn't apply to them to make them feel comfortable, but also at the same time that they have understanding and they have a control of what they're doing. Okay. Now, do, do you encounter, is there some common fears or concerns that you encounter a lot with, you know, working with high net worth individuals? Some things they come in and say, hey, I'm really afraid about this, or I'm really scared about this, or I need to address this because I don't want it to sneak up on me. Yes. I think number one concern I can see, they really want to uh, avoid an IRS encounter or any okay. states. So they want to file, they want to be in <laughs> yeah. compliance yeah. or they want to take a, they want to understand what the risks are when we're doing something specific. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, for example, sometimes it's just, um, you know, it comes to states filing. Sometimes the states are going to say, you need to file the tax return, but the tax liability could be $25. The states are going to go after everything. Right. It costs them much more for me to prepare the return maybe they're better off for the state to come after them and just send them the bill. Right. Those kinds of uh, uh, those kinds of discussions we have to have just to see, okay, this is why we're doing it, doing it, or maybe that's why we're not doing that. So they understand and they can make the decision, but they, they really, um, if you, in you, if you work with the high net worth individuals, they're, they're worrying about the bad press or mm -hmm. their name being associated with anything. So they mm -hmm. want to be really, really careful about the approaches that we're going to take and understanding the risk of yeah. um, doing something in the specific way. So I yeah, would think that this is the number one concern. Yeah, there's financial risk, there's reputational risk, um, which maybe someone else wouldn't consider, but they have to, they have to look at that because it could affect their uh, business. That's uh it's it's funny you say that where because the letter that you get from the state of the IRS it doesn't matter if they're saying you owe a hundred grand or you owe like six hundred the letter still looks the same yes and they've and always got that, they would got that bold <laughs> print in the sections there so when you open it up it says IRS on the top they don't say oh this isn't that bad before they go into it they all look no the same. you you start to sweat uh, right, right away right so we always say to the clients. Um, the IRS letter means nothing. It's just right. a check in because yeah. a lot of times you have to see the IRS is so underfunded and yeah. understaffed. There are errors that they make or yeah. there are some things that were sent, but they were not processed. processed and it could be correctly. system generated. Correct. It's and then there are, there are a number of notices that are system generated because there yeah. is something that they were tr returned that triggered right. that yeah. notice and there is nothing to worry about. Yeah. From my experience, I would say 95% of the notices result with no change because there is something that they missed or didn't receive yeah. um, that we just need to provide and respond. Um, right. There are some things that happen when it comes to, especially when you do the transition from one accountant to another, the right hand might not know what the left mm -hmm. did. And there is some uh, miscommunication along yeah. the way. And a lot of times it's um, payments that maybe were made that we didn't record or we 
thought that they were made, but they weren't. So yeah. sometimes uh, in the transition year, I see a little bit more notices, uh, but everything could be resolved uh, because nobody is doing things intentionally. It's just sometimes that transition process is not perfect. Um, okay. Now we talked a little bit about, you know, services that you offer high net worth individuals and what's unique about their situations. I noticed that you also uh, have something called private client services. So maybe just speak to that a little bit on a high level, the offerings there and the advantages that those provide. A lot of times that private client services are also called like family office when Mm -hmm. you try to Mm -hmm. help your clients managing their everyday uh, life. So Mm -hmm. if you are in the position that maybe you have multiple properties or you travel a lot or you get to this point when you really don't want to deal with the bills that come to you, Mm -hmm. we provide bill pay services when uh, the bills come to us. um, We put them together, analyze them, then send it to our clients for approval so they don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about tracking them, worrying about the due date or trying to see uh, is that water bill uh, higher than last month because we would track that for our clients. Especially when sometimes in that space, you have uh, clients who maybe live in Illinois, but they have property in Florida and then in Colorado, they are not there every day. So we make sure that those bills come to us from different states just to make sure that everything is paid on time. Uh, another part of um, that service is subscription assistance. So mm-hmm. when you have clients who are uh, would like to invest in different mutual funds or um, different um, different investment um, structures, they need to fill out the work paper. And it's yeah. a very repetitive work paper that it's like really uh, a lot of pages and documents mm-hmm. that need to be attached. We pro- we provide that service for them so they don't have to worry about it. Um, helping out with the wire transfers and um, sometimes um, uh, processing the payments, anything mm-hmm. that we can help to make their life easier, that you don't have to worry about it when it comes to due date and mm-hmm. deadlines and things like that. Um, we try to help them out. Okay. All right. Thank you for explaining that. So let's shift gears just a little bit, Sylvia. I'm curious what you kind of see as your, the biggest opportunity for you going forward in your in your career, um, maybe future goals you have or, or mountains you want to climb. One of the things I really want to accomplish is really making an impact in women and finance space. Mm. I'm very passionate about that. And uh, honestly, the statistics are clear that eight out of 10 women will be single at one point in their Mm -hmm. life through different things. It could be a divorce, it could be by choice or uh, widowhood. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I am there educating and empowering them to take control of their finances and building my network of professionals who can help me along the way. There is a need for, um, you know, different kinds of people who work with women or they understand their specific situation Mm -hmm. or they have the network and provide the services. Um, I feel that it's a culture thing. Um, One of the statistics I love is that in China or in Asia countries, 85% of women are highly involved with their finances mm-hmm. versus 40% of uh, women in the United States. It's because of one child policy in China and two child policy in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So if you have only child, you want to make sure that they are responsible about their finances mm-hmm. and they are financially protected. Mm-hmm. In the United States, the culture is a little bit different. Um, it's still, sometimes it's the sun or you have that 
just the cultural not talking about it or not being yeah. involved about it. Um, so making sure that we all talk and empower our daughters, our nieces, um, and our sons too. So they talk about finances with their significant others. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be a taboo subject that, and you skip at Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, I also noticed that you um, head up a leadership initiative that has to do with mentoring mm -hmm. um, at your firm. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Yes. I think everyone needs to surround themselves with like-minded people that are going to bring them out of their comfort zone here and there and create opportunities to do that. So I, I started to do that within um, my firm and we were talking about just different aspects of life. It could be time management or speaking mm -hmm. up or how to lead at any level. So creating uh, opportunities to discuss, especially after COVID, um, mm -hmm. we majority of our staff is remote. So creating those monthly discussions when we joined the Zoom call or Microsoft Teams call. And we talk about different things that are not related to work, mm -hmm. uh, but share the personal experiences, how we deal with stress or how we deal with the time management. Um, and not only it's a team building activity when we get to know each other a little bit better, but also we can take some uh, takeaways based on someone's experience that's going to work for us. Mm -hmm. So that leadership is uh, creates two things not only improves the work culture, uh, but also outside work, um, everything is connected. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with issues at work, it's going to affect your uh, home life and vice versa. So we want to make sure that we're providing the support system, but also opportunity to maybe learn and improve things. So our life um, gets a little bit easier. It's yeah. not always the case, but um, you know, we want to, we want to create those moments when people say, okay, I'm not the only one dealing with this issue. Mm -hmm. People went through this, they survived. They tr are thriving right now. This is something that I want to show uh, to to my coworkers that mm -hmm. everyone has something going on, but we are here to support each other. Okay, great. And maybe on the flip side of that, Sylvia, uh, an obstacle or a challenge, something that you've yet to overcome or that you want to overcome? Well, you cannot tell this right now, but I was a very shy person. <laughs> I was okay. afraid to speak up. And part of it was um, I was always very uh, aware of my accent. And I mm -hmm. wasn't sure if that is going to stop people from connecting with me mm. or um, listening to me when I have some kind of advice. And that was uh, in my head, uh, right. obviously, because uh, how you're saying doesn't mean that you don't have a experience or you don't have a good advice. Right. So overcoming that um, and having people cheering me along the way, creating opportunities and also believing in me, that was very helpful to, to see. And now I can pay it back um, because there are people, introverts, um, they don't have to speak different language or come right. from different uh, countries, but you have different personalities too. And mm -hmm. I can see how that can limit you uh, in a sense because you are such a great we are such a huge critics of ourselves yeah. and we need to have someone who is going to say no this is in your head you can mm -hmm. do it we believe in you you're total totally capable of doing things that you don't believe in yourself mm -hmm. um doing so um I, I think that was the number one that was holding me back on the beginning and stopped me for going after some opportunities um and i i, I think having someone push you all, but um, it's going to go a long way. Yeah. Well, that's that, uh, what do they call that? The imposter syndrome where you oh. it's in your head that you think, oh, these things are, I, I'm not good enough or I'm not, I'm not smart enough, articulate enough, or I don't have enough experience. 
lot of times that's just in our head. And just as encouragement, if it's one thing America is a sucker for, it's an accent of any kind. So usually it's a usually it's a benefit. It's an asset versus something that's a takeaway. <laughs> Especially in, in Chicago area, you can right. really hear any exactly. accent here and there. Right. Uh, so it's a really uh, combination of uh, worldwide people yeah. living in, yeah. in one place. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Sylvia, uh, if people want to learn more about you or contact you get in touch what's the best way for them to do that the best way is to um find me on linkedin i'm okay. uh, really active there and then in my you can see if uh, anyone is going to watch that uh, freeman and hughie associates that's uh, the firm i represent you can find me on the website as well okay. um i'm also on instagram under sylvia nazar um so there are three the most used platforms, social platforms mm-hmm. by, by me uh, to connect with me. And I, I welcome any questions. Uh, I'm more than happy to help direct um, if uh, that service is needed. Okay. And we'll have all of our contact stuff uh, in the bio and the information on the episode. So we'll put those um, links in there so people can connect with you if they need to do that. All right. Sylvia, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. This was a great conversation, a real pleasure. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we're hoping to raise the financial education and confidence of everyday people to another level, one show at a time. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Take care, be well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.